Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. Hi, I want to welcome you today on this beautiful day that God has given us. It's another day we should be rejoicing and being glad of the things that God is doing both in our life and through our lives. I'm praying and trusting the Lord that you're being blessed this day. We're in Psalm 119, verse 169. The, pr- the prayer of the psalmist cries out as we read, Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. So here we see him crying out to the Lord, not only for understanding, but the fact he was asking God that his prayers, his cry, would come near unto God. The thing is so beautiful about God's word, how true it is about the Lord. We're never far from the Lord. All he would ask us to do is to turn to him and confess him and and seek him. He's near unto our lips, the Bible tells us, if we just call upon him. You know, the only thing that could separate us from God, as the scripture tells us, is our sin. Our sin becomes that barrier between God and, and ourselves. But if we simply confess our sins, he's ready to forgive. What do, we, what do I mean by confession of sin? It's not like we're going to a confessional booth and try to you know, lay out our charges to somebody listening to them, all those things that we think that we've done. But a confession of need of God is really what we're saying. Say, Lord, I've made a mistake again today. I did this wrong. Lord, would you please forgive me? That confession of a Savior, that confession of need of forgiveness is really what the Lord is looking from our hearts. But as we do that, as we do confess and we seek his forgiveness, the beauty is is that he's he's plenty in mercy. Otherwise, he's filled with mercy. He's filled with grace and he's ready to forgive. But it takes our part is to cry out to him and ask forgiveness. So as the psalmist was feeling far from God, and he asked him, he says, let my cry come near before thee. The beauty is, is that in our prayer life, sometimes I'm certainly, I think we feel that, that God is far from us, but in reality, he never is. He's just waiting for us to turn to him and waiting for us to pray. I I like it so often to kids. As a parent, if you're a parent or if you've been around little kids and all they have to do is say your name and they got your attention, right? How, you, how we love just to hear their voices and just to be around them. And how much more does our Heavenly Father want to hear from us? But yet, here the, the psalmist, I believe, because all that he's been going through, the feeling down, the loss of friendships, the you know feeling like everybody around the corner was seeking to, to, to do harm to him, maybe he was feeling at this point far from God. I hope it's not with you. No matter what you're going through, you do have a heavenly father that loves you, a good shepherd that that wants to remind you this day of his grace and his love, and he's there to help you. You know, you might be having trouble at home. You might be out of work. You might be having trouble at school. I don't know what it might be. But never ever lose fact that the fact that you're precious to God. I was saying the other day at church, just reminding, trying to remind the congregation as, as I was reminding them, I was reminding myself that God does not make any second-class citizens. Satan often likes us to think so. You know, uh, like I mentioned, maybe, maybe you lost your job or maybe things aren't going good at work. Maybe there's a 
problem in the fellowship. And, and it, there's that tendency in thinking like, oh, man, I blew it. Oh, I'm terrible. How, how could this ever happen to a, a godly person? And how, how come God just doesn't come down upon me? Well, the beauty is that he did in a sense. Because instead of coming down onto us personally, he came down upon his own sons as he laid our iniquities upon him that we could stand in his grace and his presence uh, even this day. Secondly, we, we see how the psalmist says, Oh Lord, give me understanding according to your word. See, the word of God will give us that that understanding and how to live a godly life, how to deal with situations. Boy, I tell you, there's a lot of people that want to give you their peace of mind or their version of understanding and how you should live. But it comes from a very carnal perspective, a very worldly perspective, and it, it really can't solve or answers the, the questions that lie so deep within each and every one of us. God's Word does. And so he's praying and he's calling out, say, Lord, would you please give me understanding? I love Psalm chapter 18, verse 6. We read, In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried unto my God, and he heard me out of his temple. And my cry came before him even unto his ears. So that deep distress of call. In our case, he's asking not only for help, but he's asking for understanding. He's asking that the Lord would lead him and guide him. I think so often of, of David. King David, during his latter years, as he was uh, speaking to his son Saul, because Saul was about ready to take over the kingdom. And First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 12, he, he, well, actually, verse number 11, as David said, Now, my son, the Lord be with thee, and prosper thou, and thou build a house of the Lord thy God, as he hath said unto thee, Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding, and give thee charge concerning Israel, that thou may keep the law of the Lord uh, thy God. Then shalt thou prosper, if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and the judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. And then he goes on, David says, Be strong and of good courage. Dredge not, nor be dismayed. So the beauty that he's telling him here is that David is telling his son, he says, you know what? The key to building the house of the Lord or the key to over, you know, overseeing the, God's people isn't your ability, isn't your strength. But David says it falls upon God's wisdom. It falls upon God's understanding. And we should be looking to understand what God would have us to do. And that's why you hear me say oh, so often how important it is just for us to spend time in God's Word, reading God's Word. It's almost like I've heard it say before that this is God's playbook for life. You know, like a, they have a playbook for a football game on Saturday or Sunday, how they're going to play the game out. Well, I think it's far more than that because it really not only shows us, it directs us for our life here, but gives us wisdom and understanding for eternity. That to me is pretty exciting. As you go on later on, uh, Saul, after David had died, he prayed. He says, give me now wisdom and understanding that I may go out and come in before this people for who, uh, for who can judge this thy people. They're so great. 
Saul says it was overwhelming. He, he was now king, and he was looking to the judge or otherwise to kind of sit and rule over the people. He says, the task at hand is too big. Maybe that's how you're feeling. You ever feel that way before? Or maybe you're going through it this week where things like seem like they're overwhelming. They're just too big. Let's take the wisdom of Saul and learn to call upon the Lord and say, Lord, would you please give me wisdom and understanding? You know, I think it's interesting that all we do need to do is to seek God and to pray and meditate on him and he will give us understanding. He will give us wisdom. The writer there in Saul, I believe it was in Proverbs, yes, it is Proverbs chapter 2, verse 3. We read, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lifteth up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hidden treasure, thou shalt, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. He says it takes some work on us. Did you catch that part? Where it says, if thou seekest her as you would after a, a, a jewel or also after a hidden treasure. See, if we knew that we had a treasure map and there was a prize at the end, how much time and energy and effort will we make in searching that out? How much greater is the treasure of God's word and wisdom that comes from him? The, the writer there in Proverbs says it brings us to a place where we have the, uh, the fear of the Lord. Otherwise, we come into the presence of the Lord and we start to understand who he is and we st stand in awe of his greatness. Oh, would it, be, would, would it be that we would have a true feared sense of God? I pray that we do. And so until next time, as we grow, as we grow together, I hope that you feel like you're growing. I know I am. That as we grow together in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, May God strengthen you this day. God bless you now. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023. Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.